0: In the valley, on the mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in his flame. Amid the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. Rabia the Mystic. Good morning. Welcome to UROK. Okay. This is Mara, and Brian and Bob are on the other line. Good morning to both of you. Bob, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have a pick from the chaotic week that I've had to be able to be here with both of you and take an hour of time to talk about compassion and talk about our topic today. Is that part of did that just come out of my mouth? Oh, I look forward to it. And Brian, how are you this
2: morning? I'm fantastic. Thank you, Bob. It's been a peaceful week for me. Um, very, very peaceful and very um, very needed. And I look forward to talking about today's show as well.
0: So, Brian, would you like to lead us in your entry prayer that so often... Uh, and, Bob, you know what? Um, I think you should probably find one out there, my dear. Because I, I, I'm something that we can do every week whenever both of you are on or Bob you're on or Brian you're on that, that reminds us of you that's, that's your your message sorry guys this is what you get uh, for those of us who are listening when you have a live program uh, sometimes the very basic things you forget so uh, Brian would you like to lead us please
2: sure we are here only truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because He who sent us will represent us. We are content to be whatever He wishes knowing he goes there with us we will be healed as we let him keep us
0: thank you thank you and so Bob do you have a favorite you want to share with us this morning and we have another we have a caller already uh, which is wonderful let me bring that person in why don't you Uh, grab
1: the caller and next week I'll have something that'll be my quote unquote trademark
0: you got it thank you love thank you good morning welcome to UROK with Blog Talk Radio this is Mara
3: hi
0: hi and who is this hello, hello? mommy probably. oh did you say your name is mommy yeah Mummy. Or mom oh nice nice to meet you ma nice to meet you um we have on the air right now uh, Brian. Brian, this is Mommy.
2: Hello, Mommy. How are you?
0: Uh, and Bob? Good morning. Hi. So, hi, Mommy. Are you calling because you'd like to share something with us now? Or are you calling to listen?
3: That's yes, going to do it already. Let's make one, one website. Let's all just, yeah, call upon Mommy. Okay.
0: Okay, well, I'll tell you what, we're all going to be, excuse me?
3: And then meet your daddy. Don't you want to meet your daddy?
2: I'm sorry? Uh,
0: Okay, anyway. I feel like someone dialed
1: the wrong number.
0: I think someone dialed the wrong number. Yeah, I think they did. I think they did. Well, good morning, everyone. So tell us about your week. Um, my gosh, you know, when there's two of you, uh, I don't know who to start with. So who wants to go first?
1: Brian, why don't you go ahead? You had, you had the peaceful week, so I'm just going to let you talk about your week first.
2: Okay. My week, yeah, my week has been peaceful and it's been very um, fantastic because really there are things that are going on in my life, like everybody's lives that might not be calling forth to um, be proper as far as acting peaceful, but yet I'm really realizing that I can only do so much and I can only handle what's on my plate and I can't do more than what's on my plate. And every moment that I spend worrying about what's not on my plate and what should be on my plate and what I should somehow force or make be on my plate so that I can handle it, it's just it's like I'm spinning my wheels, and not only am I not getting anywhere because this thing that I want to handle that's not on my plate is impossible for me to handle because it's not on my plate, but also I tire myself out, and, and, I, and I lose focus on what is on my plate, and so I'm not getting anything done. And so I realize that all you can do is handle what's right in front of you to the best of your ability, and everything else will take care of itself.
1: Wow, what what's synchronicity here? Is, is, yes. before, you, before you hopped on this morning, Mara and I were talking and I and I said, Yeah, I, I was I had meant to call her earlier and I got busy with three different projects and I said to her, you know, hey, you know, like sometimes you get three projects or however many you have and you start working a little bit on one and a little bit on another and you never really focus on one. And get it done, and you just keep going back and forth, and it sounds very much like what what you just said is that you know you have these things that are on your plate that should be or things that shouldn't be on your plate, yet how do we balance all of these things and find peace in our life so very
0: oh. yeah, very timely, I agree. there's nothing like going to an Italian banquet and wanting Egyptian food. <laughs> you know it, it's not on your plate it's not there and it's not going to suddenly appear you know and and so you have to go to an Egyptian banquet and you know we don't uh, so many times though we allow our mind to lose sight of the, of the moment you know Brian one of the things uh, that you do in your uh, program Radiate Love Without Expectation is that you allow moments of silence uh, having been trained in the radio uh, that you don't Allow moments of silence that's somewhat something that i'm i'm is somewhat unfamiliar with to me, you know it's not in my pattern and on Friday um I decided during the meditation program to allow a moment of silence, and so i uh opened up you know I, I just gave an entire minute that's a huge amount of time, and I think how many times do I not recognize the amount of time that is in a minute because I'm not really focused on the minute in front of me right at all, the minute I'm in. I am focused on the minute in front of me, but not the one I'm in. And so I lose just countless time putting my mind, as you said, onto things that aren't on my plate. Uh, you know. And, and like Bob said, it's so synchronicity because I said, you know, I'm learning that if you do one thing at a time, um that it's actually more economic (laughs) you know it's when you're trying to do three different things and you allow yourself to move back and forth between them that none of them get your complete focus therefore none of them get your complete best deal i guess that's a fair way to say it you're you know they, they aren't they aren't really the best reflection from you because you haven't just sat down and just did that blocking out all else and given them the full benefit of the moment so anyway, uh, it sounds like we've all kind of had a similar week. Uh, Bob, uh, did you want to add something about yours? What's it hap- What's over in Texas?
1: Oh, it's just a beautiful day today. We've had some crazy weather this week. We had some uh, big hail storm that came through, and... You know, I was fortunate enough that, you know, I was in my office late, and actually my boss was in town this week, and she said, Wow, it really looks ugly outside. Maybe you should get going. And I said, Well, maybe I should just stay here, because I still have a few hours of work to do that I do at home. And if it's looking ugly outside, I, you know, I'd rather not be out there driving with these people that don't know how to drive in rain. And, you know, about 10 minutes later, it just started coming down hail, and it was. Wow. Between golf ball sized and tennis ball sized hail, and it was just amazing to look out the window and see how many people, you know, losing windshields and back, back windshield—I guess it's called the—the the rear window.
0: Oh yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so, you know, and I'm just, you know, and my car was in the gar—happened to be in the garage there in the office, so I was very fortunate to have not fallen victim to the hailstorm. The that's just a lot of work this week. But that's good. Keep I'd always rather me. be busy than bored, right?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, in keeping with our topic today about the words that we choose to use and their hidden meanings, the judgments that tend to flow from them. Um This was our second week of having a temporary person who's not familiar with our office in place of uh, our lovely uh, assistant who's on jury duty. And one of the things about public service is that uh, the um, person on jury, you know, public servants can be on jury duty because we keep paying them forever. And this. And so my assistant is on, if I read the newspaper, she doesn't know how long, but I can see that she's going to be gone for five or six weeks. And by Friday, uh, I was listening to the way we were all talking around the office, and I realized we were breaking. <laughs> you know, we were breaking and... Our tongue, as you break and as you get caught in that chaos and caught in trying to deal with, as Brian said, things that aren't on your plate, the hail that was coming in our office was coming out of our mouths. Mm. Our tongues were getting very loose and we, we weren't being our highest selves. And, um, I, real, and just, I could just see, by the time I left Friday evening, I could feel the energy of our breaking you know, I could just feel the energy of our using words and yet, you know, I'm I firmly know that if someone comes in to help you out, you don't get upset because that person doesn't fix your favorite meals. You know, and but the uh our our regular secretary comes in on Mondays because they don't have trial that day and her desk is just piled high. So I felt the energy that she's going to feel when she walks in. I felt the energy for the poor, poor person who is trying to do the job and who is facing uh you know people who are trained and used to getting things done in their their way in their time. Um and I just thought, "Oh my goodness, Oh, my goodness, we're breaking and our words are breaking. I mean, we're not, and hopefully from that knowledge, I will be more sensitive in the words that I choose to use this coming week. But I will tell you, once again, though, it was looking, it wasn't looking at what was right in front of me, but it was looking out ahead. And now, Bob, you trusted your intuition,
1: to stay. <laughs> to stay,
0: exactly. And how often, folks, do we ignore our intuition?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's exactly what we do is we, you know, it, and it, I always think of this when someone says you don't trust your intuition is when you're taking a test or an exam of some type. And even though we're out of school, we all still take exams. Part of, you know, what my team does is create exams to certify individuals in software. So... Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, you know, people always say is, we well, should always take the, you know, if you're looking at a list of multiple choice questions, always go with, you know, what did your gut tell you to do? Because if you don't and you pick something else, inevitably, it's going to be that you picked the wrong answer and you should have went with your gut. And how many times have we done that just on an exam? Well, take that out to everything that we do on a daily basis where we have a gut reaction and a gut feeling to something and either we don't act upon it or we change what, you know, we start to rationalize it more and we add words to it that aren't there and we put throw those words out there and that's becomes what happens instead of what our intuition told us that we should do. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in some cases we kept silent about something when we knew that we should have said something, you know, to someone else, whether it's on our work team, whether it's your significant other, with friends, where you know something came to you and you said, ah, "I'm just gonna, you know, ignore it," and instead maybe you've used words that are judgmental, or maybe you've used words that mm-hmm. are that are negative, and mm-hmm. and with ourselves, you know, I not the last time I, I took a trip, I someone said, "Oh, what time are you gonna get?" and I said, I th- "I'm gonna get in around midnight," you know, and I looked at my reservation and I kept saying that the whole week, and I looked at my reservation. And I decided that, or I didn't decide, but I looked at it, and it's like I was getting in at 1030, and I was like, oh, that's great. And I was like, wow, I've been telling everybody I'm going to get home at midnight. Mm -hmm. Well, sure enough, we got delayed somewhere. (laughs) And you know when I got home? Midnight. There you go. So it's It's just yeah. simple as that is that you're telling, as you're putting that out there and you're sending that energy Uh, into the universe, and it's returning back to you what you asked for.
0: Very absolutely, no, that's true, uh Mommy, I see that you're back on the phone uh did you uh, would you like to say something about what we're talking about right now about your week and and the interactions of intuition and the moment with your week?
3: What is intuition?
2: It's your gut feeling it's the
3: okay. Can I clarify I'm
2: sorry,
3: Can I like try to put it into my own words. Yeah. That's spirit. And that's the spirit mm-hmm. driving you. Yeah, good word. Outside of you is going to make the, the seen spirit, which is the unreal particles of the atom, actually move and make you do what you're supposed to do. So you're actually doing something, but it's, you know it's been made in you already to get you to the spirit. So you are on the right path, but you're still speaking of your own knowledge and wisdom, which can only be understood by you. And God has made you completely different. But intuition is really the spirit of Jesus, well, the spirit of yes us, the spirit of all of us, in the spirit that wants and needs you, to really just take that feeling and pray about it and find some supporters by keying in the words and finding your support system in the church, the assembly. Or the synagogue of, of sat on the computer, sat in the computer, so to know. You know, these are all, you know, different ways of finding out, you know, if you're, if you're right and you're on the right path. But you can't just keep going on and speaking of these things. You're inspired. That's great. And you're in the church. But now you have to find the center. So go and find that in the Bible, whichever Bible you believe in. Or, you know, find, a, you know, 23 other people. I can support you on this, and you'll fit into this big plan that God has. And well, we
0: appreciate that. We well, thank you so much, Mommy, because you know uh, I'm I'm believing that you've probably been listening to our program for a while, and that's no. exact that's exactly what uh, that's exactly what we believe. We believe that um, that each one of us is moved by a spirit for a common good. Yes, and that that spirit. common good is
3: love, and that the common good is love of others. believe that you are already created through an infinitive of evolution to get you here. So you can be the empty vessel that is going to carry the spirit, and you have to take the same spirit that everybody else is happy with. So that's why we have to know that they're the, you know, the coming of the Messiah is going to tell you that you are okay in what you've done, but now it's time to just make it, you know, solidified by bringing it together into one. You're still on one show. You have to, like, find the kingdom, and then God will give you your heaven. And you'll see that what you had was just a part of already the spirit knowing that you have this inspiration to have a better world. That's all it really is, is you're looking for happiness.
0: I, I, think, I think your your words are really nice, you know. Um we we operate from the idea that in the beginning this program is about in the beginning was the word
3: right and the word, the word
0: was with god and the word was god right and we are striving we to
3: we're making god as we go yes we're striving
0: we to show god we are we agree we don't disagree with you at all, mommy. I mean, we're in total agreement. You know what I think? This might be a good time. Mind is what I would like for us all to do is come together and let us center ourselves together in a common quiet time.
3: You're, and you're around so, the throne right now. You know, you're surrounding the throne, and we're crossing over. We're being fishermen. We have our nets and our lines, and we're throwing those words out try to bring people closer to this
0: great and you're right you're right and now what we're going to do is we're going to begin a centering exercise and this time this week all three of us will will do our centering exercise so we're going to each uh do uh, a portion so we'll have one long centering exercise for our for our listeners so that we remind ourselves of the value of sitting together with God and we're going to do that uh, I will start we'll go next to Bob then we will go to Brian And we will use as our background music uh, various pieces, Daniel Kobiaka's Pathless Journey. We will use Meditation Station. And we may end up with Earth's Peaceful Cry Flute by Marvin Spensner. It's going to be a period of time now, our friends who are listening, because we are going to take some time to realize how long a minute is. So I'm going to start off, and we're going to start with Daniel Kobayaka's Pathless Journey, and what we're going to do is, if we can all sit back for a moment here, there's going to be a pause where I'm going to give you one minute, and when that minute is over, I will announce that it's over, and then Bob will begin. And so... I'm hoping that you can hear Daniel Kopiak's Bathless Journey. Maybe I should stop in his...
3: Oh, there it goes. Let your Bible make a prophecy.
0: Here, let's go forward now. If you could all sit down, please, or lay down, whatever makes you comfortable. And as you do that, I would like for you to imagine that your dominant hand, I want you to reach your dominant hand out. Daughter. And as you reach out your dominant hand, I want you to take the hand of God, whatever name you give for God. Personally, I prefer the name love because it puts the responsibility on me to remember who I am, to remember my connection to others, and to remember that I am here as an agent, a vessel of love. So you're going to be reaching out and you're holding the hand of love. God, of Allah Yahweh, the Great Spirit, and you can feel your hand now warming up with the energy of God holding your hand. And we have a reminder in that, that God is always there, ready to take hold and be with you. And now I would like you to reach out your other hand, and I would like you to take the hand of the God of someone else. And so that now we have a circle, an infinite circle that can grow as people listen to the program. God human, God human, love human, Allah human, Yahweh human, all the way around the room, all the way around the planet. And we are all holding hands together sharing our unique spirit our love for one another we all travel different paths we all go on different journeys and all of us speak words and what we are working on today together is to fashion our words as words of love so that they do not exclude but include So that they open up our hearts and free us from fear, knowing that we are enough. We are one with God and we are separate with each other. All parts of God, all linked, all loving. And as we hold hands, the circle begins to grow into light until soon we are all surrounded by the light of love. We recognize each other, and we recognize our divine
3: connections.
0: We feel the energy of each other. We are whole. We are one. We are love. And now with this feeling, this electric charge that's going around the room, we are going to spend one minute Just enjoying, feeling the good feeling of being one with each other and one with God as we come to recognize how long a minute can be. Beginning now. Breathing in. Breathing out deeply, knowing as you breathe in that you are enough, and releasing your breath with the thought, I am loved. Please lead us.
1: Let us pull our breath in through the bottom of our feet. Feel yourself standing like a large tree next to a a beautiful, serene lake. As you're standing there, pull in the energy of the earth through your feet. Feel that energy up, feed into your calves, to your thighs, up your body, cleansing Purifying the cells of your body, cleaning, detoxing you. The air comes up, and comes enriching your body, pulling up all of the negativity out. I and mean, as you blow the air out, you up, know, heart, feel that air being up through your mouth, all negative energy, all negativity, east from up your head that's released out imagine a bright white light coming up through your body up through your torso head light pull in this let's just say times as we pull it in or think few times peace 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 And now as we exhale the air, again as we exhale, say peace, peace, take in another deep as we're pulling the air up, body, cleansing our body, love, love. Love Love As we sit there The water Gaze into that water And we see the ripples of falls in. exhale, exhaling all of the from the lowest part of your lungs exhale all the air let all of the air out and inhale and inhale in through your feet up feel it, lungs expanding, expanding until you can feel that the air is coming up about ready to come up through your clavicles exhale the air letting the air out let all of the air out very bottom of your lungs feel it all come out and one last breath let's breath in feel it energizing your body as you pull in release release all of the air Sit calmly, and Brian will lead us next.
2: Let's continue to breathe, nice and deeply, sitting with this energy that has been built up within each of us. Realizing that within our breath, we are all connected it is the most fundamental thing that we all have in common. All of life is breathing. And as we give our focus, give our attention, and handle what is on our plate right here and now, which is our breath, giving our full attention to it being grateful for it which is a natural aspect of giving you attention to the moment you give your full attention to something you are sharing gratitude with it you are sharing love with it and you are acknowledging to it that you care about it because you're taking the time to care about it. So as we take this time to care about our breath, to being grateful to our breath and abiding with it, becoming one with it as we give our attention to it, you might begin to feel yourself relax even more and more as you give your full attention to your breath. And as we continue to do this, you might find yourself at times having thoughts come to you every now and then. And then the moment you realize that, you bring your attention back to your breath. begin to see, once again, that you relax even more, as you give your full attention to your breath, once again, and each time you do this for yourself, each time you pull your attention back to your breath, focusing completely and fully on the inhalation, and the exhalation, You are being whole, perfect, and complete in that very moment. Because that is all that is on your plate in that moment. And as we begin to practice this exercise, becoming more proficient with each go-around, we can start to take this, Skill, if you will, this power of intention with us, we can carry it with us into other aspects of our lives. And as we do that, all of your life, every aspect, every moment becomes full, becomes pregnant with life, ready. To be experienced to the fullest. Just waiting for you to see that life is what is indeed in front of you in each moment. And whatever is in front of you in each moment, it's all that you can handle right now. So whenever you might feel yourself being pulled away by worry, by thoughts of the past, or even the future coming back to this breath and handling the task at hand will always send to you once again and bring you back to a place of peace love and joy so now let's spend the next few moments becoming more proficient at giving our full attention to the task at hand giving our full awareness to our breathing, not trying to force it, but just letting it be and enjoying it for what it is.
0: And now, let us for a moment celebrate the joy that we now all feel in Untitled, Myself, Hello, Light. I love this song. I do too. <laughs> yes.
2: You can't help but now, rock with
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have to rock too. <laughs> This is what Mommy was talking about, the happiness that you feel. When you open yourself up to love. Oh,
3: we, and I'm giving it, a, I'm Oh we can't go you
0: <laughs> anymore. I'm giving ourselves uh, the, um, the joy of, of feeling this wonderful happiness. This is what God brings you, my friends. You're safe. You are safe. Just hold out your hand, and he or she will take hold. You're enough. Just the way you are, and right now we're dancing in celebration of that. I loved it when I picked this piece up as a meditation music, and I'm thinking, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to give everybody one minute so I'm trying this is a little bit longer I'm not going to play it much longer but well, let's give it one more minute okay and then we'll stop because I want us to okay. see how long a minute is
2: <laughs> so yes. this show should have been called the one minute mile <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah.
0: hello light you guys are great You're great. I enjoyed so much what you said and and the meditation, and life feels so wonderful right now. Can you all feel it out there, our listeners, as we're circling the earth, each one of us joining our light and being supported in that by being divinely inspired by God? As you all know, I've written a book called Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired. Actually, I scribed it. I didn't write it at all. God did. But if you'd like to have a copy of it, you need simply send me an email at mkwlawfirm uh, at com, and I will send you a copy for free. I'm a little bit concerned because Bob noticed that there's someone out there online selling the books for $35. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure where that pricing came from, but let me assure you, you can buy one from Lulu for 15 or 16 or something, but maybe there's some postage. But you don't need to do any of that. Just send me an email, and I'll send you one for free. It may not be all cutely bound and all that stuff with heavy paper, but I think you can print it more than once. And if you don't print it with colored ink, hey, who cares? You, my friends, are uniquely created, divinely inspired. And at the end of a meditation, you should be bouncing with joy to know that you are enough. Safe. With your hand linked to God at all times. You are enough. Just as you are. Just as you are. Gentlemen, Dare I say, boys, thank you. <laughs> thank
2: you, Mara. It's always a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. That was guys. great.
1: I love the uh, the upbeat music there that was that was a little different, but I really liked that. That was good.
0: I <laughs> know hello light It feels like what you're feeling inside, huh? <laughs> yeah it's great this morning, Brian and I were talking about um the uh before you called me, Bob, Brian called me. So I've had, I've had an active morning. And, and you should all know, I, I will now am embarrassed to admit this, I was also at the same time trying to send the fax. Did not succeed at the fax. Finally just, fax, <laughs> F-A-X. <laughs> Finally just put my attention on what I was doing. But we were talking about the days, um, I don't know if any of our listeners have ever heard of Elmer Gantry, but um, i was I was a little kid during those times when they had the big tent meetings, and Bob I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit more about itinerant ministries, but um, I would go. You know, I always loved to go, but it, it was it was never a, a set time. It, it was how many times they had to pass the plate to get enough money, I think. That's me looking now. And But when I was a kid, I just loved to be in the room with God. And believe me, the room crackled with the energy of God. It wasn't just what... Elmer, or the guy up at the front was saying, Elmer Gantry's a movie, maybe a book. But it wasn't what that person was necessarily saying. It was the reaction of the audience as they opened themselves up to the wonder of the light in themselves. And just the glory of the room as it would just explode and sparkle with creative energy. And I loved to go, except that sometimes I got afraid because I could hear the words. Uh, You know, uh, I love to go. I love to feel the feeling of the call to the altar. I loved it all. I love sitting next to people and having them reach out and grab my hand. I love people's arms waving in the air and just celebrating the joy of being with God, with love. But sometimes I was afraid because it seemed that always it wasn't just Circling around, this is great, and God is with you, and, and you're enough. There always had to be someone out there who wasn't enough, and then it wasn't enough. They, if, and especially in those times when they didn't get enough in the collection plate, it, if if that those people out there who who are not enough were all doomed, and they were doomed to things that were very real in my mind. For whatever reason, I could just see fires like burning witches. I could just see inquisitions. I could see all of this hate of humanity for each other, for those, this this need to be special and to be enough, taking them to extreme measures where we kill one another, and we can't just believe God loves us all the same. And that scared me. That truly scared me but not enough to make me not want to be there and feel, feel the excitement and the joy of this, of this very thing that we were talking about a moment ago. I'm not going to talk over it. I'm just going to play it a little lie. Try to turn it off. There we go, and and Bob, I think Bob, you're helping me on the switchboard. I think I may turn the switchboard back over to you. <laughs> you know? I've noticed some things that you've done this morning, and I think, oh my gosh, she's so much better at this than me. But oh, Bob, only, you only one thing I did. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> <the music. laughs> oh, Okay, uh, you are you are the son of a, at least, if not currently, a former itinerant minister, and. Um, Tell me a bit about the energy, you know what? No judgment folks, no judgment about itinerant ministries. they serve a purpose. Tell us about the energy that was in the room that you could feel when you were young.
1: You know you could <laughs> It's interesting you asked this question because I watched the uh, Bill Mayer has a little documentary movie out about uh, it's called religious lists and uh-huh. It's really I don't know if anyone is on on the air has if either either of you or any listeners have watched it, but we watched it last night,
3: and mm-hmm.
1: it was very interesting to me because my my personal feeling is is that, that you know there is a creator and mm-hmm. whatever anyone wants to call them whatever name you give it is fine and and I'm not I'm a spiritual person not a religious person and I don't mm-hmm. have religion mm-hmm. dogma and there's and that religion is what has caused a lot of the problems with war and 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 I could just go on and on on that, but there definitely is in any church that you go to, you feel you feel an energy. Whether it's you know you go to a Baptist church, you go to a Lutheran church, you go to any to you go to a synagogue, you go to um a a temple you go to- a- anywhere that you go where there' where people are come together in what what they define as uh a, a way to express love you do feel some posi- you feel positive energy there, but on the other hand you also i think as you kind of explained that you know you felt you also felt that ugly side of it too. And that's where, you know, you get that human side gets mixed in with it and we start making judgments and we start using those words that make people feel that they're not enough, that make people feel that they're not good enough to be up in the front with every, with someone else who can be up in the front and talking and giving their opinions and and, and sharing their experiences where, you know, my you know my background is we we kind of grew up in a church for part of our lives my my family grew up in a church that practiced exorcisms and we had people that would come to our door knock on our door and talk about you know and come and ask to be have the the devil taken out of them and interestingly enough it's really what you it, people would feel better after they went through the prayer and you know, they, you know, you're told to cough. If you're told to cough out the devil for so long, you're eventually going to throw up if you cough for five minutes straight. You know, so, you know, I look at it from the spiritual side and from the scientific side of things and, you know, that the people would leave feeling better, but they maybe felt better because someone took the time to tell them that they were a child of God or a child of Allah or a child of, of the the universe, and that that there is someone else to love them, and to be able to put aside some of their baggage, and to have the attention focused on them for a while. So, you know, it's kind of a it was kind of a strange energy at times when you had people who really believed that they were filled with the devil and needed to have an exorcism done. And you know, <laughs> I have yeah. The, yeah. stories i could tell but you know it's kind of similar to you that i i liked you know when i was a kid i liked to go well i ran the video equipment and things like that and you know it was it was fun but you also felt the energy of the people that were there and that people really were coming together because they wanted to believe in something
0: yeah they believed they believed and and to me, whether you use the word the devil, uh, which by the way, if you look at it it's d apostrophe e v i l of evil, or uh, you use the word sin. there's no one sitting out in that group who hasn't sinned by someone's definition. And, you know, when they get pretty desperate as the program goes on, they start defining sin more narrowly and more narrowly and more narrowly. I mean, they get down to the idea. I'm, by the way, I'm repeating things that I didn't understand then, but they get down to the point where they say, um, you know, they start talking about, uh, I know that I don't know the number of the commandment, and I do apologize. There was a time in my life when I would. I did. I've decided it doesn't matter. But, you know, cleaving after your... Uh, your neighbor's spouse is the same as committing adultery, well, my gosh, man and woman alike doesn't matter if you're married, you didn't turn off your eyes exactly. and <laughs> so suddenly you've got this whole whole group of people who aren't enough, and that's when the money starts coming out. The deeper and deeper you can cut in to build guilt, shame. Uh, a sense of not being enough, and friends, all of that. Excuse my French. This is probably, people wouldn't consider this re- religious. To me, these are really bad words. All of that is bullshit.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about what is the statistic, how many times, in a, and maybe it's more for men or for women or who knows, but that, you know, once every five minutes we think of sex, right? So yes, yes. yes we, we We sing quite a bit all day long, then, because we're probably not thinking about it, having it with (laughs) ourselves.
0: Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So I mean, that's the deal, my friends. Is is all the judgments and the words—they're all clouded by people not feeling enough.
1: I mean, I think you know when when I look at it, and it is that you know why do we need all these rules to be to be enough you don't need the rules the the, the rule is simple is love one another and be compassionate don't be judgmental that's all yeah. that we need to do
0: think about how you'd feel if that you were that person how would you want to be treated? Not, oh, my gosh, uh, Brian, and i love you to chime in here because you're so polite you won't until I say your name. So I'm going to say this and then I'm going to say your name so we can get your thoughts. But um, how many people just, their way, the reason for not treating another person disrespectfully, when you say to them, well, you know, it's love others as you love yourself, well, and that means you, if you were that person, they say, I would never be that person. Let me tell you, I'm not saying that. Maybe I'm. Maybe I would not go kill somebody, but I'm pretty good with words, and I've. I think that there's been a spirit or two on occasion, within a person that I've killed with my words. It's something I have to attend to, very consciously to try to choose loving words, to think about how the person who is hearing my words might hear me as opposed to me. Because how many times have I said to people, well, that's not what I meant. So I guess I've moved first-degree murder of a spirit down to second-degree or maybe even down to reckless homicide. My friends. Spirit is all. It's huge. So I'm learning. I'm learning to lead with loving words. And I'm learning that because I am good with words, that means I also have to be good with my mind and think about how someone else might feel if they heard my words. It's made a huge change in me. It helped to have children who reminded me periodically about how what I said might be heard. Brian, you're on.
2: I think that was a fantastic segue. We've been talking all day about how um, synchronicity, how each of us is pretty much experiencing the same thing throughout the week. And that was a perfect segue using the fact that you said you're a wordsmith and you have to pay attention to your words. Well, since we've been speaking a little bit about religion here, I just want to, this has been going through, rattling through my mind as you guys have been conversing, is that I realized for me that a lot of my life was backwards, and a lot of the experiences that I had in church were backwards as well. And so I have recently myself become a wordsmith, if you will, and I like to play with words, and I like to give words new meaning. But on this token... I've noticed that, much like the word you used earlier, devil, if we look at the word devil and we flip it around, it's a lift. And so I realized that a lot of the things mm, that I we... I love
0: it. Good job.
3: <laughs> a lot
2: of the things that we looked at in life, we just looked at them backwards. And so if we look at, you know, a lot of the reason a lot of the, quote, problems with the, church, with the churches, if you will, is that they're all bogged down in dogma, right. if we take that word and okay. we flip it around, am God, we can flip things around and see
3: the truth about oh. life.
0: Wow. Wow, well, that's why you got the mirror and it took you. Okay, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just My to see God. Yes, there you go. Okay. You turn my
1: name around.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got Bob. <laughs> I guess wow. you've never been
2: back with Bob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And, and you, then, can I just a word thing, if I can say? Uh, Bob and I were planning this trip to Tibet that didn't get to go forward, and it sounds like that might actually be a good time, good thing because of the political climate in Tibet. But what's interesting is that when we first started talking about it, I had a date, I had uh, a month i mean a precise date, March thirteenth, and that i that God was bringing that I was going to get a gift from God in Tibet. And, and I just, I had to be there, or close to there as I could be, because that was when it was going to happen. And I have to tell you, it's truly amazing that I got my little rescue, rescue dog, China precisely on March 13th, even though I was supposed to get her on March 20th.
1: Hmm. You know, I would have, <laughs> my sister got married on the 14th, which is when we would have been there, and I'm the one who gave her away, so...
0: Yes, just,
1: everything just started falling into place that now it wasn't
0: now, it wasn't meant to be this year or you know now but, but what is truly amazing to me is that God using Brian's thing dog excuse me using Brian's thing is spelled God there you go yeah. yeah that's why all really... dogs go. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. That's good. Well, you guys, we're at our last few minutes now. For our listeners, let me uh, remind you that next week Bob and Brian are going to be doing the program. I'm going to put on now as we finish our final show. Uh, our not final show, excuse me, our show. Uh, our final minutes. I'm so excited because I've enjoyed today's show so much. It's been immense for me. Um, We're going to hear Marvin Spinsner's Earth's Peaceful Cry flute as we're going out. Thank you all. And, um, Brian, I'll let you go first today. And, Bob, you can go second, and I'll finish up.
2: Thank you, Marvin. Thank you, Bob. This has been a fantastic show today. And, of course, thank you, Spinsner. And, Mama, thank you for calling in as well with your wonderful words. That was perfect and right on point. Thank you for that.
1: I just want to close by saying thanks to the two of you and to our listeners and to mommy and uh, I just want to tell everybody to have a wonderful week and remember to practice compassion as you go compassion is not an action so go out and take action
0: live your words my friends live your words Don't just use casual words that are empty. Live them and live love in your words. Mommy, we so appreciate your your calling in and uh, we appreciate the affirmation that you've given to us about the message that we share with you. We also, I want to remind everyone that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Are your words filling? the world with love are you lifting people up are you judging are you murdering spirit think about love know that you are enough you don't have to judge anyone else because you are perfect just the way you are for all you've lived we so appreciate you joining us every Sunday next week Brian and Bob will be here and I will be with my daughter who's in the army please send our military uh, servers Prayers. Namaste to all of you. Peace be with you now and always. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, gentlemen. I've just really loved today's program.
2: Thank you, Marja. With our pleasure.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.